Welcome to A to Z Sports. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere, Twitch. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they definitely make everything happen for our show, and they help you guys out. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the Nashville area at renterswarehouse.com. Man, do the pulse of fitness where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Uh, the Tucker Agency, uh, Nashville's independent insurance agency, saving you uh, money on your personal insurance at TuckerTN.com. Calvin and Settle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings at CalvinandSettle.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, boneandjointtn.org. Zach, Josh Heupel uh, is the guy for the Vols. Jimmy Hyams was the first report this morning that a team meeting was uh, set for 7.30 our time in Nashville for uh, uh, Danny White to talk to the football team. As he promised, the football team would hear it first. Austin Price got it first last night, saying that Josh Heupel had emerged as a lead candidate for the Tennessee Volunteers. And here we are, Josh Heupel, who at three years uh, at UCF, his first three years as a head coach, uh, 28 and eight. So he went uh, really good 12 and one. Then he went 10 and three in year two. And then this past year in the COVID stricken year, six and four. So I have a lot of thoughts on this. Ever since Austin Price's report last night, I started reaching out to people, started doing my own research, digging through uh, NCAA college football stats, all this stuff about uh, Josh Heupel. So I've got my opinions, but I do uh, very interested, Zach, in how you feel about Josh Heupel being the guy and Danny White getting the band back together in Knoxville. Well, my, my first thought when rumblings started last night and and then this morning was confirmed uh, that it, it makes a lot of sense to me uh, of why Tennessee went this direction. Um, I talked about it yesterday. You couldn't expect Tennessee with the, the position that they're in with the looming violations to go get the splash higher. Even if you paid – and they look, I like the fact that they went out and tried to talk to Matt Campbell, tried to talk to James Franklin, possibly tried to talk to P.J. Fleck. That, that mean, means something to me. At least they didn't just settle. But the fact of the matter is, is they didn't have the pick of the litter. That's That was the reference I used yesterday. They were going to have to get closer to maybe the runt. Now, they don't think they got the runt. I think they got familiarity. That's what they valued. Because, Austin, you said something prolific yesterday about, uh, about what, what happens when you have to clean up a mess. And that's what these two in Danny White and Josh Heupel have to do. And you and I and everybody watching right now don't truly know how messy the mess is. And so, I, I look, I, I'll have my opinion on whether I like it or not like it, but my initial reaction, Austin, is that it makes sense for the situation Tennessee's in and the familiarity that Danny White has with a guy and a head coach to come help him. Grab the mop, grab the, the the Swiffer wet jet, and try to clean up this mess that Jeremy Pruitt, Philip Fulmer, and the entire coaching staff that just got booted or that did get booted left. 
Yeah. So that's my initial reaction. So it's funny. Uh, I just saw a bunch of Perkins on Twitter and say that Josh Heupel looks like David Cutcliffe's least successful son. Like Josh Heupel, which is a funny comment when you're trying to picture that. Josh Heupel was an All-American quarterback at Oklahoma. He won a BCS national title against uh, Chris Winkie, who won the actual Heisman, who is still technically on Tennessee staff as the off- as a quarterback coach. Uh, he he won he lost the Heisman to Chris Winkie, but beat, beat Florida State in an ugly national championship game. Josh Heupel has an offensive pedigree, and I I kind of agree with what you're talking about there, Zach. Is Danny White knew, and he's went out, and somebody mentioned on on Facebook earlier, a lot of comments this morning uh, that Tennessee did this based off of a couple swing and misses. And John Bryce reported this morning that they swung twice at James Franklin and didn't get it, which makes sense. James Franklin at Penn State. He still has a chance to go to Rose Bowls. He's done it already there and build something and continue to have that success in the Big Ten. Uh, So James Franklin doesn't want to deal with any NCAA stuff. Danny White had to go out there and get somebody that he can trust because of the upcoming NCAA sanctions that will happen due to the violations under Jeremy Pruitt and Philip Fulmer. Philip Fulmer ruined this because he – let Jeremy Pruitt just run it into the ground with all these recruiting violations, and that's the big mess that was created. Like I, like we talked about uh, last week, Philip Fulmer thought he had to come in and mop up a mess from Butch Jones. He mopped it up, and then he just spilled the mop bucket all over the place, which just made the floor incredibly sticky in a, in a worse situation than it was. So now Danny White has to clean this up, and he's worked with Josh Heupel, for three years, there's a trust level that they have with each other. And that's why after going out there and flying around and talking to some big names and, and settling, maybe this is, remember the, the day after Danny White got hired as AD, Zach, there was a report from Bryce at Football Scoop that Danny White said, I have an offensive guy ready to go. And maybe this whole time, that was Josh Heupel. It and Danny like it. White said... And Danny White's thought process is I'm going to go around and talk to the big names and say, can I find somebody to take this job that's better than the guy I have ready to go in the office down the hall that is Josh Heupel? And that makes a lot of sense to me. So I've got stats. Look, what do we know about Josh Heupel? I've got three pros and three cons. Offense, 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 offense. Wherever he's been, he's been prolific when it comes to offense. And Tennessee was disaster on offense the last couple of years under Jeremy Pruitt outside of hero ball from Jawan Jennings and Marquez Callaway and Eric Gray, which you might not have Eric Gray next year. He's still in the portal. So that's kind of the uh, off-the-top take that we have about this. There, there are many things to talk about it. But let's get all of you guys more involved this morning right now. What is one word to describe how you feel about Josh Heupel to the Vols? What is one word to describe how you feel about Josh Heupel to the Vols? We'll get your comments here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness for one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout, absolutely free. Uh, the results are real because the science is real. Zach, I, you know this. I've transformed my body. I've dropped 10% of my body fat, which is over 21 pounds of fat that I've lost uh, over the last uh, year and a half. 
mandu.com. It's easy on your joints. It's easy on past injuries or current injuries, whatever that may be. If you don't have time to lift weights like you used to, mandu.com. It's a 15-minute workout that is real and will make you feel it, and your first workout is free, mandu.com. It is eSports. We're talking about the brand-new hiring of Josh Heupel. Danny White went out and hired Tennessee's next head football coach, we waited around for this. We finally got it. Tennessee overall moved very quickly on this, uh, which I thought was intriguing. And I actually I earned a lot more respect for the university for not just waiting around and seeing what's going to happen, messing with Kevin Steele for a little longer. They targeted a guy, and they ended up getting Josh Heupel. We'll see if he can change the culture and the entire football program. But the question is, what is one word? And oh, and there's a good word down here that is kind of the opposite of what I just said that I'll get to here in a second. A ton of words coming in. This is what I love about this show. I mean, I literally have to scroll all the way back up. There's so many comments. <laughs> yes. But what's one word to describe how you feel about Josh Heupel to the balls? I'm going to take a deep breath, and we're going to go through them. El Boogie goes with perplexed. Donald unsure. Steven shocked. Disappointed from Mike. Prolonging from Louie. The points from uh, Harrison Cuck, 0811. Optimistic. Uh, uncertainty. <laughs> Typical right there. Uh, from Chief Franco. Brian says expected. Familiarity from Bobby. Mentioned that a little bit earlier. Uh, Chad. Goes with the two-word, but we'll just we'll, – very optimistic. We'll just keep it at optimistic to play the game. Phillips says hopeful, optimistic from Matthew. Another optimistic mistake from Chris. Uh, we've just got a four-letter word that starts with F from Ryan that I won't feature. <laughs> Dumpster fire from Zach. Underwhelming from Seth. Neutral from John. Uh, again, hope from Tony. Safe from Rod. Brandon goes with settled, predictable from Tim. Very good words rolling in. Yawn from Abdul. Curious from our own Zach Reagan, who has written piece after piece and, and, and has done a fabulous job covering this entire, entire coaching search, AD search, yes. and hiring. Look, Zach Reagan already has three articles out at A to Z SportsNational.com this morning about what Josh Heupel is, and, and I'm going to talk about some of these points, too. So I wanted to get to, this was the word that I was looking for, okay. and it kind of goes to the opposite what I was saying, and i got to scroll all the way back up because there's so many uh, comments, and it's Claiborne, Eric Claiborne, rushed. Some could say that this was rushed because of how quickly it moved. I kind of think the opposite of that We've got worried, interested, safe coming in from Ethan, who watches the show consistently, disappointed from old Terry, uh, Band-Aid, question mark, from Big Ten Jeff, right? And uh, look, so Band-Aid, the, the, the question mark, I think, is actually a slight that it could work out because Band-Aids can be good. They can be helpful. They can they protect. They can help heal. Yeah, Band-Aids can protect and help heal, right? Especially if you put a little Neosporin underneath the Band-Aid to help that wound go away real quick. So, Zach, I'll get to my word because you've been reading a lot of comments. So, I'll just preface my one word by asking this one question. On the football field, like between the sidelines, what has been holding the Tennessee Volunteers football program back? Offense. Well, specifically, the quarterback. The quarterback has been holding the Vols offense back. They've had stud offensive line recruits and good offensive line performance. They've had Eric Gray, who's 
um, had a lot of success. Ty Chandler before average got over 3,000 all-purpose yards from scrimmage um, in his career. They've had wide receivers who have been able to do the job, but quarterback has held them back with catastrophic mistakes. So my one word, Zach, is quarterback. Quarterback is the one word to describe how I feel about the hire of Josh Heupel because it all starts with him. Unlike Chris Winkie, who won the Heisman, Josh Heupel was the runner-up behind Winkie as the, as the Heisman Trophy winner in 2000. Chris Winkie was the quarterback's coach, but had zero track record of actually developing a competent quarterback. Uh, Josh Heupel, going back to Sam Bradford in the mid-2000s, helped Sam Bradford as the Oklahoma quarterback coach develop into a Heisman Trophy winner. Then what he did as Missouri's offensive coordinator with Drew Locke was help Drew Locke become a prolific passer in the SEC, and they were 14th in the country that year in 2017 before he left for UCF with Drew Locke and total yards and total offense. And then what he's done at UCF the last two years, like we all know the McKenzie, uh, McKenzie Milton from UCF who had that horrific injury um, a, a couple of years ago in a bowl game who was a really, really good quarterback prospect. Well, I, I'll go to Zach Reagan, who wrote this as a part of one of his articles this morning at A to Z sports national.com. In the last two years, Dylan Gabriel, who was ranked 758th overall in, in 2019's recruiting class as a true freshman, Dylan Gray Gabriel threw for 3,650 passing yards. This past year, as a true sophomore, in 10 games, he threw for 3,570. So 350 yards a game passing from a true sophomore quarterback who is ranked lower than nearly every quarterback the Vols have or have coming in. And so quarterback development is massive for this hire. And I'll take it a step further because we all know Caden Salter and uh, – and Harrison Bailey are important to the trajectory of the Vols football team. Ty Simpson is too. And Josh Heupel is actually a quarterback who can go to Ty Simpson and say, I will make you a better quarterback when you leave Tennessee than when you got to Tennessee, which Chris Winkie cannot do. And everybody since Lane Kiffin has been on Knoxville's sidelines has not been able to do. They have not had a quarterback developer like Josh Heupel on the coaching staff like Lane Kiffin since 2009. So quarterback's my one word. A, a, a lot of great points there. And I saw on Twitter, uh, Reed Karinger tweeted this out. I, I, it, it does show the offense. You said quarterback as your word. He says, Tennessee's head coach Josh Heupel's last five offenses in the conference ranking, Missouri in 2016 first. In 2017, Missouri first. 2018 for UCF, second. 2019 for UCF, first. 2020 for UCF, first. So quarterback, that makes a lot of sense. It, it, it truly does. It's lightning. That's what he can bring offensively. Here's what my word is, uh, and I, I'm going to say this, and maybe it shocks a lot of Tennessee fans, but I think correct. I think correct is my word because it's correct in what needed to happen. 
they were not going to get the big dog. They weren't going to get Bob Stoops. They weren't going to get Lane Kiffin, which we'll talk about Tony a little bit later. <laughs> but they weren't going to get James Franklin. They weren't going to go get Matt Campbell, who is the next young hot hire, right? He turned down Florida State, and they and Iowa State just gave him another extension. He had been to big six bowls. He just went to one, and he went to the Big 12 championship against uh, against Oklahoma. You aren't going to get that because – and it's not because of Tennessee, guys. It's because of the situation Tennessee's in. So I say correct. I don't know if it's great. I don't know if it will work. But it's correct to go to your point, Austin. What did they need to do? They needed to find an offensive-minded guy. They did. Well, yeah. They needed to find trust in the athletic department and the athletic director – and the head football coach, which makes them the most money, especially coming off of a COVID year. So I'm, I'm going with correct hire. Whether it's a great hire or a good hire or a bad hire, that's remained to be seen. But I will go with correct. And Brent says he's 28 and 8. I saw somebody else uh, earlier this morning say that he's Derek, the second incarnation or he's the incarnation of Derek Dooley. He's way more competent than Derek Dooley ever was as an offensive coordinator and as a head coach when Tennessee hired Derek Dooley. So Mikey says this, and, and I, I see like, you know, some people ask Joshua asked, well, then why uh, did UCF fans uh, or why are they okay with this right now? And Greg says with all that offense, he just went six and four. And then Mikey followed up with some are using the 2020 record against them. I'm not trying to defend his record, but I honestly don't hold 2020. I think Tennessee fans hold 2020 against Jeremy Pruitt. And so like, while, while I understand what you're saying, Six and four at UCF this past year was a disappointment. And Josh Heupel, each year, he went 12 and one, where he started at 12 and a regular season. He went 12 and one, 10 and three, six and four. So we'll get to pros and cons here in a little bit. Uh, but I, I do think it it's a massive deal for Tennessee to get somebody with an offensive mind. And uh, I did see uh, somebody say, that uh, Brent says Heupel was a better offensive mind than Kiffin. If you don't believe it, go check the stats. UCF was top five in offense in the country all last three seasons. So this past year in 2020, UCF's total offense in the country was second. Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss offense was third. So Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss did a lot, right? Tennessee's total offense in 2020 was literally, Zach, 100 spots behind UCF's UCF number two in total offense Tennessee number 102 in total offense now let's go to points points per game UCF eighth in total offense this past year Tennessee literally 100 spots behind at 108th in the country of total offense so that is what this means we'll talk about the cons too but jo Josh Heupel can absolutely coach offense and that's what Tennessee has lacked for so long. All right, I've got uh, two things that I want to ask you. This is all, this is off the cuff. We didn't necessarily plan this, but I, I do want to ask you a couple of questions based on a tweet that I saw okay. and based on something that happened a couple of years ago. I do want to say this. Gary brings up a good point on YouTube. says, I'm wondering what his deal is. He could be here a while. I am also curious to see the structure of what Danny White hired Josh Heupel at because they're buddies, right? I mean, you, uh, Danny White's in a bind, and he just got in this bind because of the NCAA sanctions. He needs to win. He needs to, to do well. He needs to earn the trust of the fan base, all of these things. 
Do you kind of pay off your guy that has brought you brought along with you? I, I don't know what the ins and outs of, but I am curious about that. Before I ask those questions, Austin, I am going to tell the fine folks about Calvin and Subtle. A great, great place right here in Middle Tennessee that can help you with your hardwood floor. 615-448-6414 in the surrounding areas of Middle Tennessee. CalvinandSubtle.com. If you live in Clarksville, Spring Hill, Gallatin, if you live in Antioch, Lebanon, they'd even travel out there. And you know what? You can get a brand new hardwood floor. We're featuring these right on the show at CalvinandSubtle.com. Once you pick out your perfect hardwood floor, one to two weeks, they're going to install, they're going to order the material and install in your house. Upgrade the equity at 615-448-6414 or online at CalvinandSubtle.com. All right, A to Z Sports. Zach's going to spring a question on me. I'm not sure what it's going to be. I, I, I feel like I should be fairly prepared here for this question. So, Zach, hit me with it. And I've still got my three pros and three cons with Josh Heupel coming up because we I've talked a lot about what he's done on offense. There are cons to this. And there are, I think the majority oh. of Tennessee fans are against this hire that just happened this morning from Danny White. Absolutely. All right, I have two questions. My first one has to do with Scott Frost. Okay. Is Scott Frost going to Nebraska and not doing what he did at UCF, does that impact your feeling about this hire? So, um, I, in a way, yeah. And I said this at some point on a show before. It's like, you know, how much of Josh Heupel's success was with Scott Frost players, right? And and you can talk about 12 and 1, 10 and 3, and 6 and 4 of win-loss records as Scott Frost players graduate and leave, the record gets worse. Now, somebody did point out, and I saw this this morning as well, all four losses this season were by a combined 12 points. So it's like they were in some really tight games uh, this year that they didn't what, come out but, of. But, but what in college football, in my personal opinion, close games are decided by coaching. No doubt. No doubt. I absolutely agree. Um, so th that's that's a fair thing to say. But I also think Nebraska and Tennessee, while somewhat comparable, Nebraska is in a much more difficult situation because it's nearly impossible to recruit to Nebraska. In the Big Ten, Nebraska's an uphill battle in recruiting. Well, Nebraska wants out of the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and uh, Scott Frost is having a hard time doing that. At Tennessee, we've seen – Butch Jones and Jeremy Pruitt get top 10 classes at Tennessee. And so recruiting will be a part of the discussion that we will say that we will talk about here as Chris VFL calls us wannabes. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks for watching the show. But still, I, I do think you have to look at what Scott Fraught has not been able to do at Nebraska and say, you know, that's, that's a cause for concern for uh, Josh Heupel, no doubt. All right. So the second thing, and, and look, you can take this with a grain of salt because look, and I know Coley Travis, uh, and I know what he's building at Outkick. You can like it. You can hate it. But he did tweet this out this morning, which I thought was interesting. And I wanted to see your reaction to this, and really also Tennessee fans. Clay Travis tweeted out, you never even reach out to Lane Kiffin, Hugh Freeze, or Jamie Chadwell. You let it come down to money over James Franklin, and you pay $6 million in buyout dollars to UCF's AD and coach absolute and utter incompetence. I feel sorry for Tennessee fans to have this to, to, to have to deal with this with 15 years uh, of this. So Austin, that is a hot take. It's Clay Travis, whatever. But 
do you see and understand his point? Because I do feel from the Tennessee fan base on social media this morning that they were upset that Josh Heupel, the lower level hire, right? He did not come from a big school. He doesn't have that much experience. He's familiar with Danny White because they were just working together. It's not what Tennessee expects. What's your reaction to that? Well, uh, we have to understand situations. Clay Travis and James Franklin go to beach vacations together. So we have to understand that connection. So, so Clay Travis is very biased when it comes to James Franklin and has been for some time. He's been open about that, but that's just something we have to say. Now, uh, look, James Frank, like you can't go out there and preach integrity, 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 integrity like Danny White did on Friday and then come back and hire James Franklin. That doesn't feel correct. But James Franklin's a damn good head coach. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And I and I don't like James Franklin, the human being. He makes me cringe, makes my skin crawl. But I also understand that James Franklin's a damn good football coach. And he did things at Vanderbilt. And what does Tennessee need? A damn good football coach. And so, you know, coming down to money for James Franklin, did James Franklin actually have interest in it? I don't know. Uh, was he using... Uh, Tennessee, like Mike Gundy has done and several jobs uh, and just to get a raise and more resources out of Penn State, maybe. But, you know, I don't – James Franklin, for me, I guess would have been the one home run hire outside of Matt Campbell that never really had any legs that Tennessee talked to. Uh, there was actually a realistic possibility. But we don't know what, how James Franklin actually cared about it. Yeah, and I, I, I'm with you on that. I do think that James Franklin, if that was able to – get done, Tennessee fans would be ecstatic this morning. Absolutely not. And now I feel like Tennessee fans are in question. Yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, I I agree. Uh, A to Z Sports here live on this Wednesday show. We still have throwing shade. We're also going to play you some audio of Tony Basilio coming at us uh, yesterday. Uh, We'll play that later in the show. I do have three pros and three cons for Josh Heupel and the higher – uh, that Tennessee has made from AD Danny White. So uh, the three pros I'll start with, I- I've touched on several of them already, uh, but quarterback development is the key one. And I'll kind of reiterate it in, in bullet points. Josh Heupel has a track record of developing quarterbacks dating back to Sam Bradford at Oklahoma, who won the Heisman Trophy in 2008. So there's a long track record of doing that and what he's done with Drew Locke, what he did with Drew Locke at Missouri and having them lead the SEC in total offense in back-to-back seasons in his only two years as an OC, big deal there. Then what he's done uh, at UCF the last couple of years with uh, Dylan Gabriel, who's a three-star recruit, ranked in the 700s as a true freshman. Dylan Gabriel threw for 3,650 yards. As a sophomore this past year, in just 10 games, he threw for 3,570 yards, which feels like a career record for Jared Garantano off of what the Tennessee Vols have been dealing with the last several years after Josh Dobbs. They have not had a quarterback coach like Josh Heupel since Lane Kiffin left in 2009. Derek Dooley didn't have one. Uh, Butch Jones had one. He's now the OC at Indiana, but he was young and he was just a grad assistant at the time. So he didn't have a lot of control there. And we know Chris Winkie has been really bad at his job with Jeremy Pruitt. So pro number one, quarterback development. Pro number two is he has creative offenses without elite great talent. 
Like Missouri doesn't have a lot of elite great talent on offense. And they just haven't. Like they get solid players, but Missouri's never in the top five or eight in SEC recruiting rankings. They get people who they think and know how to uh, use those players to their fullest and maximize that. UCF got a few really good recruits there with Scott Frost during a couple of years. And the Dylan Gabriel example is great. Like you can take, he's taken three star guys and been prolific on Elevated. offense because of the creativity. So Tennessee, I think, has a ton of talent at wide receiver and tight end that has been so underutilized because of the lack of quarterback development and the lack of creativity in the offense that I believe Jeremy Pruitt was holding back Jim Cheney. So pro number two is creative offenses without great slash elite talent. And number three, he's scored points wherever he's gone. And like you said, Zach, in 2016 and 2017 at Missouri, Josh Heupel's Missouri offense was the best total offense in the entire SEC. In 2018, his first year at UCF, UCF was sixth in the country in total offense. In 2019, they were fifth in the country in total offense. And in 2020, this past year, I already said second in the country in total offense. So you can make the argument that he hasn't recruited well, and but the offense has gotten better. He might have like not won as many games each year, but the offense has gotten better and put up more and more points every year. Well, and to that point, it will be easier to recruit at Tennessee. Now, the sanctions of taking scholarships away will make it more difficult, but Tennessee is a brand. And you get talent in the state of Tennessee that families went to Tennessee that already have the leg up to go to Tennessee. So uh, Tennessee has never had a problem in recruiting. They do very well at recruiting. Now, obviously, it's a little easier when you're paying guys, whether they're in fast food bags or not, right? We don't really know. But that, I think, is the benefit. That's the benefit of Tennessee in – Look, you just had Jeremy Pruitt that his number one attribute was recruiting. He was a good recruiter, okay? He wasn't a very good coach, right? He didn't develop. He didn't in-game coach. He was actually bad at in-game coaching. I mean, that's official. Very bad. And he lost lost to Georgia State. You can't do that at Tennessee. Now, you have Josh Heupel with some of the pros that you've said, which I agree with. You come in, and he's in a better situation, and he's proven that he can be a good head coach. Now, can he be a good head coach at the SEC level? That and, is a and, brand new beast right. that we cannot we cannot predict. So I've got my three pros, which real quickly are quarterback development, creative offenses, and points, points, points. He's, he's never had an offense average less than 42 points a game in the last five years. That's wild. That's, and, that's, that should be – time out. Austin, <laughs> t- uh, Tennessee fans, I am not one. Okay, I'm not – t- I am the unbiased view on this in this show. Tennessee fans should be really excited about scoring points. R- like, rarely do you not score points. And it may take time. Like you saw Mike Leach struggle to score points this year, which was unusual. Yes. Right? But he had to completely switch and change his offense because he that is a unique offense to college football. I believe that Josh Heupel's offense with two quarterback opportunities, right? He has Harrison Bailey and Saltner's coming in, right? So, like – 
there are options, and these are quality guys. These aren't, you know, bottom-tier quarterbacks. So if you are a Tennessee fan, I would be optimistic about the offense that you could see for the next few years. All right, so now my three cons, and we're going to have a question to follow up with you guys to get you guys uh, more involved again this morning. The comments have been fantastic, and it starts off with, uh, number one of my cons is UCF's win-loss record drop-off each year. Now, that that is something to look at because the first thing I thought of with Scott, with, with Josh Heupel as soon as uh, the Danny White hire was made as AD is Scott Frost made UCF what it was on the football field. Danny White hired Scott Frost, so that's a big deal too, right? Uh, that Danny White had that hire as well. Josh Heupel, 12-1, and 10-3. And then six and four. We've talked about six and four, all four losses by tw- combined twelve points in their ten and three season. They're only uh, like they they had a lot of close losses as well too. In their twelve and one season, they were twelve and zero and lost the last game of the year, uh, where they could not go back to back undefeated uh, like Scott Frost did the year before. So that is con number one. So that immediately immediately goes into recruiting. And the lack of a recruiting track record. As good as his offensive track record is, his recruiting track record is as questionable. So, he, and somebody just mentioned in the comments, and I want to give credit uh, to this person if I can find it uh, quick enough, that he has never signed a four-star recruit. And while I, I get that, and Tennessee can recruit itself in a lot of ways. And Derek Dooley was able to put together back-to-back top 15 recruiting classes at Tennessee. And that's when he didn't even know who Vaughn Bell was, who was a five-star safety outside of Chattanooga an hour away. Derek Dooley was so unaware of recruiting, he still recruited well. And minus not recruiting an offensive lineman. He still got big prospects who come to Tennessee. And I think Josh Heupel... The biggest thing with him is his staff. And that leads me to con number three is defense. Pro number three was offense scoring points. Con number three is defense giving up points. In 2020, UCF was 92nd in defense, giving up 33 points a game. Now, it's not a big deal if you give up 33 points a game if you're scoring 42 points a game. But that's why uh, they struggled as much as they did. Now, really, the, the first two years he was at UCF, his defense wasn't that bad. He had a top six offense in those two years. And in 2019, a 42nd ranked defense. And in 2018, a 36th ranked defense. So defense has been bad, but that is where I think Tennessee helps him with that because Kevin Steele is under contract for two years. If you can keep Kevin Steele as your defensive coordinator and then round out your defensive coaching staff with people who Kevin Steele knows and trusts, now you can recruit and you can coach defense better. And I, so the for me, the pros outweigh the cons because Tennessee and Tennessee's brand and the SEC helps him with his cons because – Zach, Mike Vrabel, we know covering the Titans here, he's going to have a rotating door at offensive coordinator because he's a defensive head coach. The most important thing at every level of football, high school, college, pro, is offense and quarterback development. 
and they've got that as the head coach. Now, how can he hire guys around him to fill out the rest? If you're the CEO, you have to understand what your weaknesses are and go address them with hires below you. And that is what Josh Heupel has to succeed with. And not only, and I think that's what Tennessee overall tried to do. Now, whether they accomplished it, the the results will will decide that. But I thought overall, for the board of directors to force Philip Fulmer into retirement, fire with Jeremy Pruitt with cause to keep the money, go out quickly, hire a respectable uh, athletic director in Danny White that has a good resume, then to go out and really for the boosters, go talk to the guys that they tried to talk to and got no's from. The other thing that Tennessee did very, very well is they kept it under wraps. It was not like the circus that was three years ago that turned into settling. And I have a, overall, I just kind of thought about this while you were speaking is when Jeremy Pruitt was hired, that was like a backdoor hire. It was, well, we don't have anybody else. Pruitt, and really the optimism, if there was any from Jeremy Pruitt, was just based on his connection to Nick Saban and some of the other programs he had worked for. Well, let, right? let's, let's remember this. Like, like The actual hire of Jeremy Pruitt by Philip Fulmer was not the disaster. That actually went fairly smoothly. Philip Fulmer got the job and within a week hired Jeremy Pruitt, and he said Kevin Steele, Mel Tucker, and Jeremy Pruitt were his three finalists, and he interviewed him and he hired Jeremy Pruitt. The tire fire was John Curry's search. No, I understand, yes, but no, those I'm, flames weren't dead. That's yeah. that's the issue. And here in this situation, I think that they've gone about this actually pretty damn intelligently in checking the boxes that they needed checked, right? They weren't going to get the home run higher. That just wasn't going to happen. So they went out. They went on familiarity. They checked the boxes of offense, quarterback development, things that they had struggled with throughout the years. And I cannot believe I, I'm saying this, and, and I just disagree with the majority of the fan base that don't like this hire. I actually think that this is correct. Well, because it's because of what it feels like. It feels like the new AD that we were all excited about on Friday flew around in the in the plane and blocked all the tail numbers, so Tennessee fans had to do extra stuff to, to track the planes. He flew around just to hire the guy that he just came from, right? Like that's the perception of what you have to, you have to stroke the boosters ego. You have to use the boosters fuel. They're playing their jet fuel. You have to at least say I tried. So let's, let's, I want to bring up this comment, a couple comments. And one of them has to do with Zach. And I want your input on this. AJ says, um, he, somebody mentioned that he got fired from Oklahoma. Look, if you're trying to find a head coach or a football coach who hasn't been fired, good luck. Um, and then AJ brings up that Heupel said that getting fired from Oklahoma was the best thing that happened to him and, and linked a story there on YouTube in the comments. And he also got fired at Oklahoma by Bob Stoops when there was a co-offensive coordinator situation. And both That's co-offensive right. coordinators got hired. And guess what? Both the guys that got fired or sitting head coaches. So it's not like there was a bad situation that obviously wasn't mixing well because you had two guys doing one job, and we all know how that worked in the office with Michael Scott and, and Jim being co-managers. It doesn't work out. And so you have to have one of them, not or both of them, not be there anymore to get better. And Lincoln Riley is now the head coach there. So, look, he got fired at Oklahoma. 
He went to Utah State for a year. Then he went to Missouri for a year and doubled their offensive output. AJ also posted, Missouri was averaging 250 yards a game the year before Heupel got to Mizzou. They bumped it up to 500 yards a game the first year he was there. And it's just been, his offensive production has been really absurd. And here's the comment that I want to get to to get your input on this. Uh, because I, I need to find this. Eddie Lale says, best case scenario, he wins nine. Worst case, he's Matt Luke. So, Zach, you're an old Miss grad. You lived Matt Luke. Tell me what you think about Eddie saying worst case that he is Matt Luke, and how do you feel about that comparison for Josh Heupel? I think it's a genius comment. And the reason why is because Matt Luke had an outstanding offense. But the most frustrating thing about watching Matt Luke coach is questionable in-game decisions, coaching decisions, but his defense could not tackle, could not stop anybody. And you can't win games in the SEC without a defense. Now, Austin, you've brought up the fact that Tennessee, if in fact they do keep Kevin Steele and some and hire some good defensive assistants, that will improve. And they already have the luxury. Like Ole Miss's defense was bad before Luke, uh, Matt Luke was the coach, right? So it wasn't going to improve. But you're right. Look, best case scenario, the best case scenario is that the offense – can outscore and catch Florida on a down year or Georgia on a down year and win one of those games and then take care of business against the Kentuckys, Vanderbilt, Missouri, and South Carolinas of the world. But And if it doesn't work, I agree with the comment. It's, okay, it was a bridge coach because Jeremy Pruitt screwed things up. So I, that is a very optimistic glass-half-full orange glass situation, but I – as not an orange glasses guy, I look at it and say, I I understand that, and I would but, agree with that. Well, and I'll say this about Matt Luke, and I didn't expect you to go that honestly, because Matt Luke was, was he was never a head coach before, right? No. Like, what was Matt Luke's role at Ole Miss before he was the head coach? He was offensive line coach. Right. So there's a big difference in what Josh Heupel has been doing the last five years plus is an offensive coordinator who was calling plays and having success doing that, and then a head coach for three years who had a successful offense and a, a defense that started to get shaky, and Matt, Matt Luke is, was just different. Matt Luke was not the same thing. Here's the difference, though. Ole Miss knew what sanctions came down on them. Tennessee does not. And I cannot reiterate that enough. The NCAA works at the NCAA's pace, which is comparable to a slug or a snail. So you will be in purgatory until the NCAA decides what Jeremy Pruitt did, what wrongs, and what punishment it is. And that's the cloud, but here's the deal. that It matters less because Josh Heupel and Danny White signed up for it. They knew that going into the job. So they're going to have to wait. I'm curious to see what the NCAA does, but that's the difference of these two situations is this could prolong to hurt or hinder Josh Heupel's success because a decision is not made, or it could move rapidly, they could get it over with, and Josh Heupel can work on his offense and try to build a program that Tennessee has not been able to build, build in a long, long time. All right, T and Titan on, on Periscope says, Danny White hiring Heupel a second time says a lot about what Danny White thinks of Josh Heupel. Uh, 
hiring a guy for the second time in three years, I think does say that it means you can absolutely trust him. It's yeah. And well, he needs help. Danny white needs help. And when you need help, here's a great analogy. Austin, if you've ever had a flat tire, ran out of gas on the side of the road, never run out of gas, right? Well, but if you've ever been in a, uh, in a bind on the side of the road, I unfortunately have, you don't wave down and flag somebody on the street, right? You don't just say, Hey, I need help. I need help. You pull out your cell phone and you call the most reliable person in your phone that is close to where you are. That's what you do because you need help to get back on the road. That's exactly what Danny White did. And so I understand and I I, I respect Tennessee for how they handled this. I officially like this hire. Oh, I do. Rob says Tony Basilio wouldn't stop to help Zach on the side of the road. We'll play the Tony Basilio audio of him going after A to Z and specifically Zach later in the show. But Zach, it is time to ask everybody. Here's here's the comment and the comments that we want. Vol fans who are watching right now, what concerns you most about this Josh Heupel hire? What concerns you most about the Josh Heupel hire? Well, first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute. Bone & Joint TN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Boneandjointtn.org is their website. Whenever that injury happens for you or someone you love, make sure you know where the best care and the best processes are at. And that's at the Bone and Joint Institute right there in Franklin, Tennessee. They can do everything across all steps of the injury process, including the rehab in one building. They've also got Nolansville for the rehab facility as well for PT and ortho. Boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports, I do want to take this opportunity because we have a lot of people watching us right now. Yes. Uh, it is January 27th, okay? On February 1st, which is next Monday, this coming Monday, okay, this show will change. It will change in a great way for everybody involved, for the show, hmm. for A to Z Sports, but really for you guys. So we will have an announcement that you cannot miss on Monday morning, and we will reveal something very special that Austin and I and the entire company has been working on. So eyes open, Monday morning, we have something that will transform A to Z sports mornings for the foreseeable future. True. All right. What concerns you most about Josh, the hiring of Josh? Heupel, uh, the defensive staff, the contract from Joshua, recruiting, recruiting from several people. Um, let's see. The uh, I'm trying to find more. Being in a three-decade-long rebuild, uh, the sanctions, who will be the defensive coordinator, uh, his assistant coaching hires is what, what will make or break him specifically on defense. I think that's a good comment from Cooper's ball. I agree. I agree. Is that uh, Cooper Mays there? Cooper Falls? I don't know. Uh, Jason Smith says defense and the staff. That's about it. Uh, is he ready to coach against the big dogs in the SEC? Uh, William says UCF plays Southern Florida, not Florida. <laughs> it's a good point. They play. Uh, All right. They, oh, well, he's getting the love of the show. That's a, that William Caldwell. Hell of a comment. UCF plays Southern Florida, not Florida. Uh, Steven says, biggest concern are Tennessee fans. Uh, Dom says, no real concerns outside of lack of SEC expertise. 
Uh, William says eighth in AAC recruiting, which is not good. Um, does he keep Kevin Steele? Matt, record decline due, was due to recruiting. However, he can coach. We haven't had that. Vols haven't had that since Kiffin. Joe, Joel says defense and recruiting. Joe Brown, uh, that we're going, that balls are going to pay him too much. Recruiting, recruiting, defensive hires. Uh, so, Zach, what's your biggest worry? There you go. Uh, that, that's great. You see, UCF plays Southern Florida, not Florida. Man, prolific right there, William. Uh, that it goes to my answer personally. Yeah, to an, to answer the question, which is what concerns you most about jo Josh Heupel hire, is the same thing that I probably would say because you like it, this Dan Mullen. I would not say the same thing about right. I, I just wouldn't. But it's SEC football. Uh, my my biggest concern is SEC football because SEC football at Tennessee. Alabama's involved every single year, home and home, home and home, home and home, home and home. The SEC play, man, and it's tough because the schedule is going to be the schedule. And now coronavirus year, they shook things up, right? Florida, they played second to last because of the rescheduling. Will Florida go back to the third week, right? Do you, or are they going to shake things up? I don't really know. I, that is the most concerning. Can Josh Heupel, and I'm, I can't wait for hashtag hype train or T-shirts that say hype train once the dust clears, but can he coach in big boy football? And does his offense work not like it does at UCF because it's not going to work exactly the same, but can you do that against SEC defenses? And that's very, very difficult. It's like anybody. You can play SEC football, and then you go to the National Football League. They're bigger, faster, and stronger. The same way with what level of football he was coaching against, it's just going to change. And the established of Florida and Georgia. This is not a few years ago when they were trying to transition and they hi they, they fired, uh, you know, Rick, or that they were in purgatory of what the previous head coach before Dan Mullen was, right? They weren't messing with that. They weren't in transition. Florida and Georgia have been established. South Carolina's got a brand new head coach. I'm curious to see who they that they have, right? To see what Beamer can do. Yeah, Shane Beamer, who hasn't really done anything, but Shane Beamer has a reputation around the coaching universe that I think got him to be able to build a, a really solid staff. Now, Kentucky some of that is better as well. No, so it's, there was something that I, I was thinking about as you were talking because. You know, I, I, what's my biggest concern about Josh Heupel? I mean, being able to keep control of the current roster is a big deal because I don't know what this guy's going to do when he steps in front of the roster for the first time uh, and, and talks like, is he going to win over these guys? Because I know for this for a fact that when Blaine Kiffin left, Derek Dooley's first team meeting as head coach was – not very well represented. There was a lot of absences from the team that just said, screw this. I'm not going to see what this new coach has to say. So will Josh Heupel be able to win over the current roster and hold that together? And will all the guys who are currently in the transfer portal who are physically still in Knoxville, will they still, will they attend? I think they're all, the offense will. Well, and mate, but in what will like, and so here's, here's where I was going to go with this is I don't think he is, his personality, I think, will 
not be something the fans and the players will be all on board about. And I'm not saying losing the press conference is what I, what most concerns me. Obviously, being able to hang in the SEC is one of the most concerning thing. Uh, but he's not going to go out there and be amazing in this press conference later this week or whenever that happens. He's not going to do that. That's just not the personality that he has. If he does, then I'll be surprised. Um, so he kind of. Did you watch Pond Stars? I not in a long time. I used to for a few years, but not in a long time. Have you seen this circulating? This is the mean streets of the internet. Vol Twitter, it is a army. I mean, right? And they are ruthless. This was the first thing that I was sent this morning from a group text to probably about there's this group text of about 16 people. Ten of them are Tennessee fans. The one and only Charlie. <laughs> I mean, again ruthless in what they and that was probably made by somebody who was not yeah was not high on the higher higher but can like again that all aside can he get in front of a microphone and not say i 15 times in his first press conference can he go speak intelligently can he come come back and say look this is what i have learned this was the right situation because of that man danny white and because <laughs> of what i can do for this university and this offense and I'm ready to go to work. What did I say yesterday, Austin? Tennessee needed to target a guy that had something to prove. And Josh Heupel has something to prove. No doubt. Can you be a head coach and have success at big league football? That's the SEC. So if he can come in there and say, I want to represent Tennessee, I want to give my all, all that BS, and then get the fans on board and then score a lot of points, that is a recipe for success. Yeah. And then you figure out how you play the Georgias, the Fours, and the Alabamas of the world each year. Yeah. So there's there's another SEC coach that, that I kind of get a Josh Heupel vibe from, and that's Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri. Like he kind of gives me that dorky, nerdy like vibe, but in I I wasn't sure what Eli Drinkwitz was gonna be able to do. Like he's not like a motivator. He's not gonna go out there and give you this awesome pump-up speech that's gonna get you fired up to run through a wall. But Eli Drinkwitz showed me at Missouri in year one, he took a bad situation, and those guys got a lot better throughout the entire season through COVID. And so he kind of gives me that vibe. That's just an early thing, obviously, without without um, hearing him in the press conference that will be later on this morning. But Eli Drinkwitz is kind of the vibe I get from it, and we'll see if that if that plays out, kind of a, a goofy, like, dad joke humor type of guy. Well, I, I would like to see uh, I, I would like to see something from his press conference today uh, to solidify how I feel. Like again, this is surface level feelings of I think Tennessee did the right move by hiring him because of the familiarity and what they had to clean up. And so I don't know. I'm intrigued, uh, and I think Tennessee fans look. It will die down. It's their team. You'll eventually like them if he wins your football games. You'll be all in on Danny White. And uh, Central Knoxville, as they say, that's the new Central Knoxville because of how they've transitioned from Orlando to uh, the Sun Globe City, as they say. I yeah. look, I, I I I like it so far. We'll see what happens in the next coming months. National Signing Day, or at least the second go around, is on the horizon. Can you close some of these guys? As Austin, you said, can you win the team that's already there? And more importantly, can he find a quarterback? 
can he find the right quarterback? Can Harrison Bailey prove that he won all those games in Georgia in high school? And or is it uh, is it Salter that comes in here and changes the dynamic of a a run pass option RPO guy that can sling the ball and run around? I don't know, but right. it, it is Josh Heupel's. It's his job to find out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. A to Z Sports here live. On this Wednesday morning, throwing shade, we do this every Wednesday, but we had shade thrown at us yesterday. We definitely started this with Tony Basilio based off the Lane Kiffin well, stuff. Well, I started this, Austin. There's no we to this. No, no, no. I called, Come on, no, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. I called him out because, and you got upset at me over the last several days and in the last week because I told you that Lane Kiffin was not going to Tennessee. And I will take a victory lap on every slap that has tried to troll me in the chat, whether it was just a troll job or they were actually real about it. I told you so. It wasn't going to happen. It was never going to happen. So why did you even drum it up? And the reason why I was so upset was because of clickbait. That's why I got so upset at Tony Basilio and all the others that kept on chanting Lane Kiffin like John Gruden years ago. Yeah, and and – all right, so here's we're gonna play you the audio about what Tony Basilio did. Uh, but first, Zach, tell everybody about the Tucker Agency. Yeah, TuckerTN.com. That is where you need to go to change your insurance in the state of Tennessee. They can help you out. TuckerTN.com. They can change your life insurance, homeowners insurance, renters insurance, car insurance. If you're driving around in a car, Nashville's independent insurance agency. Email. It's very simple. Will W I L L at TuckerTN.com. Say, hey, I'm trying to find uh, how to save money on my insurance. The average customer saves 20% when they email this. It's that simple. W-I-L-L, Will, at TuckerTN.com. That's right there on the bottom of your screen. All right, A to Z Sports, I saw we do have some shade on Zach uh, uh, for teasing a big announcement that's a week away. It's less than a week away. It's a Wednesday, and we're teasing something that's going to happen on Monday. So we'll tease it today. We'll remind you guys Thursday and Friday about our big announcement for our show that will happen Monday morning that will change this. And so uh, somebody also says, uh, didn't A to Z have Kiffin clickbait? No, A to Z Sports did not have Lane Kiffin clickbait. Zach Reagan did write articles about Lane Kiffin, but one of them was titled, The Main Reason Why Lane Kiffin Will Not Be Back at Tennessee. And the other one was, Lane Kiffin's NCAA infractions while he was at Tennessee. Those were the articles and then he wrote – Zach Reagan did write up the top five guys who fit Tennessee, and Lane Kiffin fits Tennessee, but in the article it said that that's not going to happen. So, no, we did not clickbait uh, Lane Kiffin stuff, and we're better than that. And so here's the situation. Uh, last week, Tony Basilio put out that Lane Kiffin wants the job, and that's the main part about this is Basilio was reporting that Lane Kiffin – wants the job no he was shouting from the rooftops on his feed and on his show lane kiffin lane kiffin lane kiffin lane kiffin that was my issue because he like i can read through the lines that's i and we'll get to the audio i'd rather get to the audio to tell the story but that's what made me upset and why i even called him out yesterday was based on what he was doing to his fan base and lane kiffin he knew that that strike struck a nerve. It's like in a relationship when you know that your wife hates when you talk about your ex. 
right? It just gets her in a mood, but you do it anyway, right? And just to see her reaction. Your wife's not going to leave you because of it. You just want to see her reaction. That's exactly what Tony Basilio was doing, and he did it over and over and over again about Lane Kiffin, and that drove me crazy. And when Tennessee and Lane Kiffin were never going to come back and have a union, it was not going to happen. And I bet I would have bet him. I would have bet him a thousand dollars, hell, ten thousand dollars that that wouldn't have happened last week. But that's all I saw, and I don't follow the guy. And that's the point of why I got irritated is because he somehow landed in my feed, and so I, I saw that, and I was like, "This guy, it's 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 spreading like a virus, and it's false." All right, so let's get to the audio. And Tony Basilio absolutely took shots at A to Z Sports. Apparently, and I don't listen to him. I don't even know who these A to Z guys are. A couple of young guys do a show. I I don't know. I guess they're in Nashville. I don't even know who they are. But somebody was telling me today I was being drugged by one of those dudes today. And um, because (laughs) because they believe they believe that Lane Kiffin. I, I tell this young whippersnapper right now. Where is Matt? Matt keeps getting kicked off. I'm here. Okay. They they. This guy apparently has an Ole Miss background. He doesn't want to believe it, Lane Kiffin. And when you're young, you believe in all this stuff. I get that. Hey, Chief, Lane Kiffin wants his job. Now, if you'd like, I could send you a screenshot of some text if you'd like me to face you, or you can take my word for it. Last time you young guys didn't take my word for it, and you look pretty damn stupid at the end of it. So how about you stand down, big boy, and and get what I'm saying to you here. Now, I just said your name. I, I don't know. I should, probably shouldn't have. But you're dead wrong if you don't think Lane Kiffin wants his job. Lane Kiffin wants his job. Tennessee don't want Lane Kiffin. They don't want to fool with him. All right, so a couple of things. One, he whippersnappered you. He chiefed you. He big boyed you. He said you young guys didn't believe me the last time, which we have never been in anything with Tony Basilio. But when he was saying big boyed, Chief Whippersnapper, this is all I was getting. Is is Steve Buscemi? How do you how do you do, fellow kids? Is this is Tony Basilio and Tony Basilio with his 1990s website and his feed where he can't even keep one of his co-hosts on the damn show because he keeps getting kicked out. Like, come on, Tony, you're trying to belittle our business and belittle the show that we do by oh, I don't pay attention to him. Like, we don't pay attention to you, and that's fine. There's nothing personal here. But, bro, get with the times. Get a new website that doesn't just have a blog with, like, clip art ads in it. Like, my goodness, Tony Basilio, you remind me of Steve Buscemi. Again, I think you take more offense to it than I do. Uh, yeah, because I'm, he's, I'm, going, he's going at I know, business. Look, again, hey, calm down there, big dog. Like, I'm 33 years old. I'm a grown-ass man. Tony, so young whippersnapper is pretty funny and uh, hilarious. And if you want to send the te- hey, show the texts, yes. right? Don't don't talk about it. Be about it, big boy. Like like, come on, like speak like a grown ass man. Don't do stupid ass terms like that. All I said was you were getting click, and you probably got a ton of clicks, right? You probably got more people to watch your show because you 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 tinkered out the Lane Kiffin thing. But here's what you need to know about Lane Kiffin. Look, I went to Ole Miss, yes, but I fully understand Lane Kiffin's not going to be at Ole Miss for the long term. There are better jobs. There are. 
Now, right now, really, if you think about it, Ole Miss in the state that they are in currently better than Tennessee in the state that they are in. Those are the cold, hard facts. But what you need to understand, Tony, is you are saying that Lane Kiffin wants to go to Tennessee. No, Lane Kiffin is a professional troll, and he has (laughs) trolled you into telling your audience. And so he has trolled your audience. That's the best part. Lane Kiffin has literally trolled Tony to for Tony to troll his audience. So read between the lines, man. And look, I have nothing against Tony Basilio. I, I personally have no vendetta against him. I could care less. I get just as much sleep as I did. So this doesn't affect me. All I'm explaining to you is that's what I saw. Lane Kiffin did not get hired, okay? And he was trolling you through your text messages, if you have them, and release them to the world, right? I mean, Yes, and the, 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 the hey, thing that hey. bothers me is that, Chief, if you flex text message screenshots, then now you have to show the text message screenshots. So d- if you don't want to show them, you can't flex them. Because right. I also know this, that, yeah, I, I know for a fact that Lane Kiffin was texting his former Vols players about coming home because he was having fun with it. It's ridiculous that Tony Basilio was falling into this because you're right. You nailed it. Lane Kiffin is a professional troll and a college football coach. Right. And so he got trolled. Like, I mean, that's, that's what it is. And again, I'm not trying to drag anybody and dude, like you're wearing all Tennessee gear. So that's like another Walmart, problem. Tennessee gear. Like, you, look, as you grow older, right? Like, especially if you're, I, I believe you have a radio show, like you don't need to be wearing, I mean, you set, you look like you're in Neyland Stadium with popcorn or one of those Cheeto bowls that has chili on them. Like, like what are you talking about, man? Like, I, I, I'm telling you that Lane Kiffin was never going to go to Tennessee. That was my whole thing. And you were floating that out there as if, Again, from your sources, whatever they are, that he wanted to go, that was a troll job because Lane Kiffin is so good at doing that. You know what he did at at his previous uh, job? He would float out gambling lines. (laughs) (laughs) What what do you think that was, right? Like, that is a troll job. So on the internet, don't get got by the guy that has the egg avatar. And – Lane Kiffin just got you. Yes, and no doubt. All right, that's it for our Tony Basilio segment. But I, I did think, I did think the way he went about that was so funny. Well, I, the the young whippersnapper. I'm I'm a grown ass man, dude. I have been in this injur- industry for over a decade. Like that's the funny thing. Yeah, he probably has years on me because he's older. That's fine. And again, I respect what he's doing. Like, he's doing what he's doing in Knoxville, and that's kudos to him. Yeah. My problem was I do not follow Tony Basilio. I don't, and he doesn't follow us, and that's fine. But somehow, some way, it got popped up in my feed, and I was like, what is this? I have to, and good job by him. He's trolled everybody, right? It's the circle of the troll. So that's why I brought it up yesterday and a couple of days ago. But again, I have no ill will towards the guy. He's going to keep doing what he's doing in Knoxville. And you know what? Josh Heupel, he's going to be cheering for Josh Heupel here over the next six months because it's yeah. going to be helping his damn business if he succeeds. He uh, knows that, and I know that, and that's okay. 
I also found it funny how he was like, oh, they're from Nashville. Like, like, like Knoxville's better than Nashville. Is, is it- <laughs> Well, no, he was going with like uh, geolocation as it results to what we're talking about, right? So he, he claims, you know, Knoxville people know more about Tennessee than anybody else in the country. That's, I think that's what he was trying to get for at. For sure, for sure. But like look, with text messages and, and, and you don't have to be anywhere to get information. John Bryce is getting great information about the Tennessee Vol search and he's been outside the state of Tennessee for like three years. It doesn't matter where you are. It matters of who you talk to. And Basilio's connected. Like I'm not anti-Tony Basilio. I just feel like he was being trolled and not recognizing that he was being trolled, and and that's that's it's that. it's like when somebody retweets something from Barry McCockiner, right? Yeah, who's changed his avatar? He essentially got buried McCockiner. I mean, yeah. and and wait, that may be a young term. So if you know, you know, you can do some research on the ultimate troll of salute the troops. If you know what that joke is, and again, we're all on the internet, pal. Like that's the whole thing. You're on the internet, right? So you're playing the game just like we all are. You can't call young and old, right? Like that doesn't that doesn't affect. Like we're not in high school. You cannot. I'm a senior. You're a freshman. Me, like that's what I think he was trying to do. And once you grow older, you stop wearing jerseys, and you try to just have do business, right? You 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 do what you do. And so I thought that was funny. All right. And then Melissa on, on YouTube says, stick with Vandy boys. Like we've never covered Vanderbilt like at like this. That's like just like, I, I can't stand when Tennessee people do that. I went to University of Tennessee. Middle Tennessee gets more Vols content off of analytics than East Tennessee does. It, it, at the end of the day, Austin, Na- Nashville is a bigger market than Knoxville. Oh, like, yes. That's like, exactly what it is. Statistically. That's why there's no A to Z Sports Knoxville. And right. here's here's a little hint, right? There's no A to Z Sports Knoxville because Nashville is a bigger market. Whatever you want to call it, bigger or better, that's in the uh, person's own opinion. But there, that's why we're in Nashville. It's a bigger market. We can reach more people. It's simple. And we do. All right. So throwing shade time here on this Wednesday. We throw shade every Wednesday on A to Z Sports. It's time to to let it out. And I've got some new shade that I, it's a problem that I have for three consecutive mornings and I don't know how to fix it. So throw in shade here on this Wednesday, but first let me tell you guys about renters warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area where renters warehouse Nashville can help you out uh, with so many different ways uh, that they can help you create extra cash flows for you and your family. Uh, if you are looking to rent a new home, they've got a great inventory in the Nashville and surrounding area at renterswarehouse.com. If you want to get that mailbox money, that long-term equity to help you retire nicely, rental property is the way to do it. In the Nashville surrounding area market is booming with rent estate, renterswarehouse.com. They're the pros and they can make it so easy on you, renterswarehouse.com. It is eSports. We've talked a lot about Josh Heupel, Danny White. Uh, a little Tony Basilio and what has has happened uh, over the last 24 hours. Now it's time to throw shade. Uh, we do this every Wednesday. You can throw shade at anybody or anybody or anything or anybody. I mean, if you have something that has – if you don't like this hire, that's a form of shade if that was what you wanted to do. So let's go a couple of the comment section. Donald says, my shade is for my boss for cutting my hours back and wanting me to work more. 
I feel like since COVID has hit, that has probably been a a trend. Cutting hours, but wanting more production. And I'm guessing with the cutting of hours, the cutting of money uh, follows hand in hand. Uh, Sean says, my shade is on the suicide bar on the box at work that put me out of work for two weeks with multiple face fractures. Damn, Sean. Wait, well, we wish you the best uh, of luck to heal up. Uh, Multiple face fractures. That could be dangerous, right? I don't even know what that would look like. Uh, Brian says, I'm throwing shade at my official or my official shade at Vols fans with higher expectations and not being able to accept it was a safe hire. I would agree with that. It was a safe hire. I think it was the correct hire, but it was a safe hire, right? They didn't go out and get somebody that everybody's labeling as home run. Rob says shade on Netflix for going up in price again. You know, welcome to inflation. <laughs> that is uh, jaw jacket jacket on uh YouTube says my shade is at Vol Nation for not supporting Hypel. Danny says shade on crazy weather. Can't explain it properly. Austin, what is your shade for today? So my shade uh, has to do with technology and too much syncing, right? Like we at A to Z Sports are an Apple company, right? We like iPhones, MacBooks, uh, iPads, AirPods that all work together very nicely and we help you know, with our employees, set them up to be successful with things like that. So we we like the the syncability of what Apple provides. My shade today is too much syncing, and it came out of nowhere. So I wake up fairly early in the morning to get my day started to start setting things up for the day with the business. I wake up over an hour before my wife wakes up. We usually go to sleep with our iPad streaming something, whether it's on Netflix, the newly peak, the new Peacock, or or Amazon Prime Video, whatever. We're streaming some type of show when we go to sleep, so it stays on throughout the night as extra noise. So when I wake up, the iPad's still playing. I go into the living room to start working. I play whether it's podcast or some type of content through my AirPods on my phone to get my mind going and to catch up with the news that happened while I was sleeping. All of a sudden, starting Monday, my AirPods connect to my phone, but then they continue to switch to the iPad. And then I start hearing the office streaming on the iPad through my AirPods. And I and I go through it and it still says on my phone, AirPods connected to my phone, but it keeps switching back and forth, which then disturbs my wife who is used to having noise. Noise goes away, noise comes back on and she wakes up early and it's happened for three consecutive mornings and I don't understand why that's happening. You have All to disconnect the, your iPods from the- The AirPods. IPad, or the AirPods. It's never the- been connected. That's the thing. I've never used my AirPods with the iPad. And when it switches to the iPad, the AirPods still show me they're connected to my phone. And so, and, and a little notification pops up on the phone is AirPods switch to iPad. And so I, I, it's a, it's a ghost connection. As Greg says, I, I, I need to, there's too much syncing. I need to figure out what the hell is going on with this. Everybody's in the cloud, right? Yes. <laughs> the cloud's being sabotaged. And, and Orlando says it depends on which one you have set to priority as the AirPods. But 
the the yeah, iPad, he's saying that the AirPods are not connected to the iPad. I've which never, I would check. I've never used the AirPods with the iPad in the year and a half or longer that I've been using AirPods. You may have to go in there and manually disconnect. Right, right, for sure. And so, well, then do it, that. You should. Do and that. but I also like you know I don't want to mess up the settings on the AirPod because we or the iPad because we use the iPad for like hotspots and other stuff. It's and not so settings. I, it's just disconnecting Bluetooth. I, I know, but it's just, it's like, what, it's like, what the hell is going on with this? Why is it all of a sudden on Monday, this decides to happen. It makes no sense, but that is my shade too much sinking. That makes no sense. So uh, my shade is quick. It's easy. And it is don't mess with the best. That is the theme. Do not mess with the best. And I'll tell you how this works. Tom Brady is in the Super Bowl, right? If you remember, Chase Young, after week 17, said, I want Tom. Give me Tom. I want Tom. Well, the Washington football team got beat by the Bucs. The Bucs are now in the Super Bowl. He got Tom, and he lost to Tom. The same sort of thing happened this past week with LeBron James. And if you watched this, this is hilarious. It is really, really funny. So LeBron goes back to Cleveland this week and plays the Cavs in Cleveland. So it's the end of the third quarter. He takes the final shot. And if you've seen this on social media, which it has made its rounds, he missed the closing shot of the third quarter. As he did this, an executive, and they're spaced out because there's not many people in, in Quicken Loans Arena, or it's like Rocket Mortgage Arena now has changed it. But an executive for the Cleveland Cavaliers that used to be the same exact when LeBron was there starts clapping in his face after he missed the shot. So what did LeBron do? God, this is awesome. This is unbelievable. Shade on the exec for disrupting the king because after the game, LeBron said, well, and they asked him, you know, why did he, and I'll tell you, I'll show his stat line here in a second, but they're like, LeBron, what made you, you know, play so well tonight? He goes, well, I felt that that executive was clapping a little too hard after I missed that shot at the end of the third quarter. Well, LeBron James goes on to score 21 of his 46 points in the fourth quarter to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 115 to 108. <laughs> I read that story and I started dying laughing. It's like the, the the last dance of if you give Michael Jordan just a little bit of motivation, he is going to F your soul up. He's just going to. So my shade is on this Cleveland Cavaliers exec for even giving LeBron James more energy than he already needed to return back to Cleveland and beat their ass. Yeah. Hilarious. And, it, and it's funny, like, sports makes a super successful executive act like a child. <laughs> like, that's what sports does. And Bobby's perfect. And I took that personally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it is eSports, you're live. Throwing shade. Zach, I'm going to... I'm going to wrap up the show today with a great shade from Tim that really brings this entire show full circle. Tim says, my shade is with Alabama. It's bad enough they dominate football, and they're now going to win a basketball championship. Tim, that I, I definitely understand where you're going there. 
everybody's tired of Alabama succeeding. And now the basketball program is really good and having a lot of success. And I'll leave it with this because Tim, you're probably a Vol fan. You're probably watching the show like a lot of Vol fans still watching today's show because we've had a humongous audience. But does that make you feel a little good? Because uh, Nate Oates is the head coach of Alabama. Nate Oates was hired away from Buffalo where he was hired to be Buffalo's head basketball coach by Danny White. (laughs) So the guy who's running Alabama's basketball program that looks really good was discovered by the Vols' new athletic director. That's good. That's Kevin Bacon stuff right there. I'm telling you, I've I've done so much research on Danny White, and last night and this morning, I started doing all this stuff on Josh Heupel, and I just hoped that Josh Heupel was actually going to be the hire, so I didn't just waste all my time. So there we go. Danny White absolutely killed it at Buffalo, Bobby. You're you're dead on right there. Yeah, and uh, Aaron says shade on game stock price. I don't know what's going <laughs> on with game stock price right now. It's currently trading at two hundred eighty nine dollars and twenty two cents, up ninety five point four five percent, and down. Well, overall, it got up to three fifty one. You know, January it was eighty eight. I don't know what's going on. It's like GameStop, my first thought, and I have no idea, is GameStop like going to make the transition like Netflix did, right? Like I thought Netflix were going to die because I was like, nobody uses DVDs anymore. And then all of a sudden, Netflix was the juggernaut of digital streaming. So that's kind of my inkling. They got something up their sleeve. I don't know what it is, but interesting. Yeah, very, very for sure. All right, guys, great show. Long show today. On a Wednesday, the Vols got their hire. Tomorrow's a Titans Thursday, uh, but I'm sure we will have more Vols, Josh Heupel talk throughout the week. Uh, Buck Rising, A to Z Sports Primetime. Uh, and Buck will have some extra content throughout the day. So make sure your live notifications are on, whether you follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, whatever it is. A to Z Sports, make sure you're following, you're subscribed, you get notifications on because nonstop content along with Zach Reagan's coverage at our website, a to zsportsnashville.com. So thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you tomorrow morning on Thursday. Adios.